It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Comes goes to Curry. Curry gets it ahead to Gretzky. Gretzky going in. Suter trying to get back. Gretzky with a shot. They're going to try here. Rushing the center and down the lane. It is Marshall. Scores! Marshall scores! Moving on. Rendemore at the far side. That's broken. Here's a break. And it's Pisani. Scores! A short-handed goal for Pisani in the Edmonton Oilers. Come out of the box. Here comes Connor McDavid. Shifting right by Riley. Right in. What a goal! Hey, hey, welcome to the Locked On Oilers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Hernan Salas, of course, from TSN 1260 and the Two Guys in a Goalie Podcast. On today's show, I'll be joined by Reed Wilkins, the host of Inside Sports and Oilers Hockey on 630. Chad will talk a lot of Oilers, obviously. We'll get into a potential trade, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and a lot, lot more. Very excited to be joined by Reed Wilkins, who does excellent, excellent work hosting Inside Sports and, of course, pre- and post-games for the Oilers. Hey, you want to connect with me send me some questions some topics uh, let me know if you like the content and all that give me a shout out at uh, twitter at hernan the man and at locked on oilers and give us a follow at locked on pods remember to download and subscribe also on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes and while you're there leave us a great review it's been quite a busy morning so let's get to your noticias There's a train being reported. Uh, Kevin Weeks had it this morning on Twitter that the Pittsburgh Penguins have traded Patrick Hornquist, 33, to the Florida Panthers for defensive Mike Matheson, 26. Then Elliot Friedman did come on and say that there has been a glitch in the trade. Uh, so it was definitely in progress, but we'll see what happens here. Pierre LeBron kind of reporting on the same that nothing official. So we wait here. At the time I'm recording this podcast, nothing has been made official. Matheson has six years left at 4.875. He's coming off a terrible year. Only played two games in the playoffs. Uh, I can't remember 
remember if that was due to injury or not but nonetheless he wasn't very good this season but there is a player there I, I you know he's still fairly young can the uh, coaching staff in Pittsburgh turn that around if this trade indeed go through Hornfist has three years left at 5.3 he has a no trade clause that goes to an eight team no trade list next year and just another note on the Matheson uh, his last five years have an eight team no trade list as well so we'll wait and see if this goes through I mean the big boys are reporting that nothing has been official and there's been a glitch maybe uh, Jimmy Rutherford realized that uh, Matheson's term is way too long <laughs> but uh, you gotta love Rutherford man he's not afraid to make deals and finds different ways to try to improve his team and I don't know let me know if this trade does go through who do you think wins it or uh, Pittsburgh or Florida I, I think Hornfist is the better player obviously he's way older there's more uh, probably upside with Mike Matheson game three between the Dallas Stars and Tampa Bay Lightning from Rogers place here in Edmonton with puck drop at 6 p.m. Blake Como will be a game time decision after taking a hit from Ryan McDonough and John Cooper did say this morning Steven Stamkos is inching closer to a return uh, when asked if he would take the uh, warm-up he said you'd have to wait and see so so the games continue there we'll see if Stamkos draws in that'd be a big addition for Tampa Bay uh, Montreal Canadiens signed Jake Evans to a two-year contract extension uh, first year is a two-way and second year is a one-way uh, annual average value is 750,000 he played 13 games in the regular season scoring three points and six playoff in in six playoff games he had one assist of course Jake Evans is 24 years old back uh, drafted in 2014 so good on the young man he gets a, a two-year contract there see if he can stick with the big club uh, throughout the season here and the Ottawa Senators GM uh, Dorian announced earlier today that they will not be resigning 39 year old goalie Greg Anderson as he will hit the UFA market I don't know uh, how many teams are gonna be lining up to take a 39 year old goaltender I know people are gonna say what about Mike Smith last year I get it but I mean if I'm looking at the orders uh, I'd say no thank you you need to get younger you need to solidify that spot as we move forward and I don't know if it's going to be through UFA or trades we'll ask Reed Wilkins that as well but another goalie on the market we'll see if he gets signed and never say never I mean I, I don't know what Ken Holland and them have in mind and if they kind of strike out on on some of the trades or on the bigger UFA goaltenders maybe uh, he is an option but you never know all right these have been your noticias for Wednesday September 23rd coming up next we'll talk with the host of Inside Sports and Oilers Hockey on 630 Ched Reed Wilkins Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors including 6 new ones like Apple Almond Crisp, Cookies and Cream, and my personal favorite Carrot Cake as the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy and gal. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. What's up guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. 
We're back here on Locked On Oilers Podcast. I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1260 and the Two Guys in a Goalie Podcast. Remember, you can connect with me at Hernan the Man and at Locked On Oilers on Twitter. And I'm pleased to be joined by Reed Wilkins, the host of Inside Sports and Oilers Hockey on 630 Ched. You can find him on Twitter at Reed Wilkins. Reed, let's get right to it. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. And thank you for taking the time today to join me. Uh, you wrote a love letter uh, on your show yesterday, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. I'll, I'll throw out a few quotes you had there. Uh, Godfather is just okay. You're probably into analytics, which was my favorite. And then uh, this one also caught my attention. Maybe you voted with your ass. I mean, listen, I was pretty fired up on my podcast yesterday about all the, the hate for Leon Dreisaitl. But uh, just uh, how did you come to this love letter? And, <laughs> and how annoyed with you, I guess, with the few uh, voters out there that left Leon off, off their ballot? Well, I'll tell you what. First of all, I like doing the love letters. The first one I did was when uh, a reporter, Cahal Kelly, came to Edmonton for the Women's World Cup and slammed Edmonton and slammed Commonwealth Stadium. So I wrote a love letter to him. So they're always, uh, you know, kind of not really love letters. I, I like to do a few a year, but I hadn't, I hadn't done one in quite a while, just going through the pandemic and everything. But this one struck me where it was like, okay, it's, it's time for a love letter and to, uh, to, to point out the absurdity of him I mean, look, if you don't want to vote for Leon for first place, that's, that's fine. Like, I, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm being a homer. I recognize there are many outstanding players in the National Hockey League. If Nathan McKinnon would have won the Hart Trophy, you know, I wouldn't, that wouldn't have been my first pick, but I, I would have thought, hey, you know what, you can totally justify that. I just didn't think you could justify not even having the leading score in the NHL in your top five. I mean, you're just looking for reasons not to vote for him and, and you're looking for reasons to be different and, and to stand out, I, you know, look, the analytics stuff, I, I, I know a lot of people who uh, are, are heavy into analytics or probably use it more for analysis than I do. But I think a lot of it is interesting. I mean, I think if you like sports, you like numbers and you like stats and those are other numbers and stats that you can look at. But I, I think that those, a lot of analytics are things that, um, are maybe helpful in discerning between depth players or, you know, add a little bit of flavor to how you might uh, decide what player might be slightly better. Sometimes it just comes down to raw points and like he won the scoring race by a ton. Yeah. Is he perfect? Well, of course not, but you know, McKinnon's not, I mean, Ryan O'Reilly's not perfect and he's considered one of the best all around players in the game. So I, I think sometimes um, there's a tendency to overthink. I, I think in this world of social media, it's uh, a, a lot easier for people to express themselves and then maybe they pull people into their camp. Hernan, you, you obviously saw the the stuff during the season. Uh, what are those guys evolving wild from yes. Minnesota oh, that had Leon yeah. like 20th or 30th or something like that in, in, <laughs> in their mid-season balloting or whatever it was. I mean, it's just, it's just absurd. So I thought like, okay, I – this is the form for maybe me to be a little cheeky about it and point out the absurdity. Uh, like I certainly don't mean it as a, as a full on attack or anything like that, but I'm kind of like, come on, how do you, how do you not even have the runaway points leader um, who kept the orders going when McDavid was out of the lineup or not fully healthy? 
how do you not even have him in the top five? I mean, it's, it's, I don't, I don't think you can justify that argument. Totally with you. And again, to each their own, but it, it just makes them, they lose credibility when they do stuff like that. And it, it, it comes with overthinking it. And, and then going to his defensive game or his, uh, you know, his metrics on shots against and all of that. So yeah, I'm with you. And uh, it was a, a very well done, a love letter. Make sure you check it out at 6.30, Chad, for sure. Let's get to the Edmonton Oilers here. Uh, you know, a lot of buzz surrounding this team with their needs. Uh, Reed, uh, goaltending third line center, winger for 97. Rumors have it that OEL is in the conversation as Elliot Freeman has mentioned that the Oilers did reach out. For you, what's the most pressing need? And now, we both know the Oilers don't have tons of cap space, the, the cap's remaining flat and, and all that. And maybe they don't have the assets outside of that first rounder this year. But for you, uh, what's the of those four that I mentioned, what's the most pressing for you when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers in next season? I still think it's goaltending and, and I don't want to downplay the other needs that they have because certainly they're, those are legit legitimate needs but I mean again we see it in the playoffs there, there is there is nothing that has as huge an impact as as a reliable goaltender or as uh, a very good goaltender who can play like yeah. an excellent goaltender for a few weeks like Anton Hudobin is doing right for the Dallas Stars um, look what Markstrom and Demko did for Vancouver I mean I don't, I don't even think they get by St. Louis, if not for Markstrom. And, and clearly they wouldn't have gone to seven games against Vegas, if not for Demko. So there, there's still, there's still nothing like having that solid backstop. Who's there night after night. When the Oilers made the playoffs in 16, 17, I mean, Cam Talbot, uh, what was he? I think fourth in Vesna voting probably should have been the top three. I think Carey Price got some reputation mm-hmm. votes that year. And, it's funny, McDavid won the Rob Brown said this all the time. Connor McDavid won the league MVP. If you pulled just Oiler fans for the team MVP, Talbot yeah. might have won. <laughs> you know, he certainly would have been a strong second. So I, I just think they they need, you know, I don't think Mike Smith's gonna be back. And and he had some really hot runs this year. So I don't want to downplay what he and Koskinen did this past season because they certainly were were a big reason the Oilers were twelfth overall when the season shut down. But I think Koskinen is is a solid backup. I realize his his save percentage was fifteenth, but when he played almost twenty more games the previous year, his save percentage I think was forty first. I think if he plays around thirty five games and you have a goaltender that can play, you know, the other fifty or whatever it works out to, and this is provided there is a full season next year, I, I think that's a better breakdown for the goaltenders. So I'd still like to see them. Uh, bringing a goaltender. Matt Murray is still a young guy. He's only 26. I, yeah. I know his stats the last two years weren't that good, but I, I wouldn't write him off. And goalies tend to fluctuate throughout their careers. I, I mean, might they have to take a chance on on a flurry or a Holtby for a year or two? Yeah, they might. But but again, if, if that guy is splitting the load instead of playing 75 or 80% of the games, it, it might be a, appropriate usage and, and keep him fresh and and keep them stronger. But I'd, I'd like to see them have a good goaltending tandem throughout the regular season and then have a goaltender who's been there uh, before in the postseason and is maybe a little earlier in his career than, uh, than Smith, who obviously struggled in the half game he got to play. So that's number one priority. I, I think all the other areas you hit, you hit on mm-hmm. are certainly relevant. I, I actually go a little bit – I still think they need a third line. And, and maybe I'm being – like not just a third line center. Maybe I'm being a little harsh – and I understand that maybe just a third-line center helps Archibald or Chase on or Ennis or whoever winds up playing on that line, assuming you know, Ennis is back. But uh, maybe it just a center alone transforms it for whatever wingers are on that line. 
And yeah, defensively, you know, if they could have an Ethan Bear clone, yeah, <laughs> you know, no another, doubt. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. I mean, hey, if you can, if if they can get a star defenseman, uh, whether it's Petrangelo, I, I the thing with OEL is is just the length of the contract that that you that might scare the Oilers and some other teams off. I still think he can play. I mean, he's only twenty nine. Um, you know, maybe slightly on the downside of his career, but I, I still think he can play. But they, they, you need somebody else that can just go back, retrieve the puck, and get it quickly up ice so, so you're not stuck in your own end for, for a long time. But, hey, the, the, the fun thing is, Herndon, at least we're talking about the Oilers going from being good to great as yeah. opposed from them going to 29th to, to 21st, right? I mean, there's a, they're, they're a lot closer to being a contending team than they were four or five years ago. Do, do you think it's more realistic the Oilers can get that goalie through trade or UFA? Oh, that's a good question. Um, that is a really good question. Probably UFA. Yeah. Because with the inventory of goalies, I, I love now how we talk about athletes like they're products, right? The inventory <laughs> of goaltenders. Yeah. Like we remember a few years ago, we all started calling player ass, players assets. I'm like, well, they're still human beings, but, but because of the quantity of goaltenders out there, you, you might, I mean, like, I don't think you're going to have to overpay for a goaltender. Um, the obstacle to the trade, and, and you reference this too, is they, they don't have a lot of draft picks. Like they don't have a second, third, and fourth rounder. Mm-hmm. I think Ken Holland will try to reclaim some of those, but if you just like, look at it right now, they don't have a lot of wiggle room if they want to maybe trade a pick and a prospect or a pick and a player for a goaltender. So I, I would say UFA is, is sitting here in late September. I would say UFA is the more likely route at this point. One last one here before we end this segment. Reed Wilkins, the host of Inside Sports and Oilers Hockey on 630 Chat, joining me here on the Locked On Oilers podcast. You can connect with him on Twitter at Reed Wilkins. I was watching uh, Craig Button's uh, 2020 draft primer, and he calls Yaroslav Askarov, the goalie that's, uh, you know, slated to go in the first round, uh, LeBron James slam dunk. I mean, if he's there at 14, I, I have no issues with the Oilers taking a goaltender. And I've had a few different guests on this show and I've asked them all the same questions they've, they've all said listen the orders are in win mode now but if you can get a goalie like this and let's say it's a big what if he turns into Vasilevsky you have to take him what are your thoughts on taking a goalie let's say as Karoff is there at 14 or do you think you have to go with a guy maybe like Jack Quinn I, I would have no problem with the Oilers taking a goaltender. Absolutely not at all. And I've, I've wondered about that too Ernan. should more goalies be taken higher and I know at 18 mm-hmm you still don't know who they're going to be. Even even Carter Hart, his stats at 18 were good, and then his stats at 19 and 20 were unbelievable. Um, but, I, 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 again, it's, it's the most important position on the ice. So, I, I, like, I, I think if I were a GM, I'd be more prone to take goaltenders higher if there was somebody um, – you really believed in. So I, I wouldn't have a problem if, if they took that goaltender. I, I, I just think if they don't have somebody that they really want at 14, so if somebody doesn't fall to them, I think they're going to trade down. And, and again, because they don't have a second, third or fourth rounder. Uh, and it just, and again, this is pure speculation, but you know, Ottawa has the 28 and 33. Montreal has the 16, 47 and 48. You know, if they want to move up mm-hmm. a couple spots, I think he'll want to reclaim a couple second round picks or, or a second and a third or get later in the first. So, so he can get a quantity of picks as well and see which players might work out. But absolutely. I, I would absolutely take a goaltender in the first round. If this guy's that good, then he's probably not there at 14. That's the only catch, right? 
Uh, Craig Bunn did allude to that as well, saying that he it's highly unlikely he will be there at 14, but uh, we'll wait and see. That's the fun part about the draft. More with Reed Wilkins coming up as we'll get into the Stanley Cup playoffs, a potential trade in the works between Pittsburgh and Florida this morning, and much, much more. That's all up next. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game-changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit discover bank member fdic last segment here on the locked on oilers podcast i'm your host Fernand salas don't forget to subscribe and download on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes as i'm joined by reed wilkins host of inside sports and oilers hockey on 630 chet you can find him on twitter at reed wilkins uh, one last one oiler one for you here uh, reed before we get into the uh, stanley cup finals and the potential trade i, I know with uh, the guys on the two guys in the goalie podcast we've been talking about miko koivu uh, he's not coming back uh, to the minnesota wild they've made that official is this a guy you would attempt to bring in at 37 years old on a cheap contract for one year yeah wouldn't my i mean he's he's a really good all-around player obviously his age works against him uh i mean he's had a pretty severe drop off offensively over the last couple of years though i think in uh there's been some injuries that have been factored into that i just you know you make you make a great point bringing up a player like him or uh, any player who might be considered a little bit older and maybe yeah. isn't as productive as he once was. But on the Oilers, you don't necessarily need high-end production. You need steadiness and you need experience and you need a little bit of mentorship, I think. And even on Dallas, um, you know, Joe Pavelski, who could still score, obviously. I mean, he's probably still the best guy at tipping the pucks in the NHL. But Pavelski, and even adding Corey Perry, who I know is villain number one for Oilers fans. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 hey, rightfully so. But look what the guy does. Uh, and, and now on Dallas, he doesn't have to be a primary goal scorer like he was earlier in his career in Anaheim. He can go out there. He can be irritating. I mean, he's getting under Victor Hedman's skin. If Corey Perry is on the ice when a goal is scored, Hernan, it's almost guaranteed there's going to be a debate about goalie interference. Oh, yeah. So if you play against him, you hate him. But, I, I mean, the Oilers could – could, could use a guy like that. So yeah, to get back to Koivu, uh, I, I, if, if it's a cheaper contract and you're telling them, okay, you know what? You're going to be on the third or fourth line. We, we need you to be steady. We need you to not make mistakes. We need your professionalism to rub off on the younger guys. And that's, I'm not knocking McDavid or Drysaddle. I'm not, I'm not in that camp, but still the more positive, hardworking influences you have on a team in general is, is, is going to help. So yeah, I, I would look at, at Miku Koivu or a, you know, a player of that ilk come in for a year, you know, take a shot with, with all these, uh, all these superstars, be a depth guy. If you score, you know, if you score seven goals, it's okay. You know, we need you to be steady in other areas. With so much up in the air for next season, we'll see if Miko Kovic just calls it a career or returns to uh, Finland to play. But let's move on to uh, the trade that's being reported. Kevin Weeks had it on Twitter. Uh, read, you know, Patrick Hornfist, uh, 33-year-old forward from the Penguins, heading to the Florida Panthers for Mike Matheson, defenseman, 26 years old, uh, coming off uh, uh, what he uh, a very disappointing season, but he's got a long-term contract there, just over $4 million. Elliot Friedman is reporting that there's a 
glitch with the trade. It was definitely in progress. We'll see if it gets worked out. That's from Elliot Friedman. Yeah, I mean, we don't know if this trade's going to be, uh, you know, finalized and all that. But uh, early thoughts on if this deal does go through. Uh, I, I've always liked Hornquist. And first of all, he's my uh, one of my favorite uh, trivia questions of all time because he was the last player taken in the 2005 draft in which Sidney Crosby was the first player and they've been teammates for the last several seasons. I've always liked him. Pretty consistent score. Still got to, to 17 goals this year in just 52 games. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting what Florida is going to do because I thought that they would be better than they were this year. Yeah. Uh, just with Quenville and Bobrovsky. I, I mean, I actually took a flyer on them to, to win the East when we did our preseason picks at the start of the year. Um, Mathis, it's pretty, pretty solid, right? I mean, he can chip in a little bit of offense. He, he's, a, he's a pretty good defender. I think he had one really bad minus here uh, two or three years ago. But the, the Penguins are interesting, right? Because whenever they don't do as well, they're, they're not afraid to tinker, right? They always come out and say, well, not good enough. Things have to change. We have to move on from this player. We have to, we have to do, do mm-hmm. something. So I, I wonder if they're done. And with, with the Panthers as well, I think that there's a clear feeling there that they underachieve. I mean, they got some pretty good young players, right? They, you probably don't get to see as much with Trocek and Barkov and all those guys like that. So what's, what's going to happen with Mark Pesic, you know, the, the former Royal King captain as well. He's going to be an interesting story because they had him playing forward at times throughout the season. And he's, he's a natural defenseman. That that's an interesting trade. Certainly, uh, you know, youth wise, it, it, it helps, it helps the penguins and you wonder what else they're going to do. Yeah. And Jim Rutherford, uh, like you said, he's, he's always willing to make moves when his team uh, doesn't succeed in the playoffs. And uh, at least he keeps us entertained during uh, slow times uh, once the orders are out, but we'll, we'll wait and see if this deal does get finalized. I'm joined by Reed Wilkins from 630 Chet, of course, the host of Inside Sports and Oilers Hockey. Let's go to the Stanley Cup playoffs. The series is tied at one. That first game, a little disappointing for Tampa Bay up in the Dallas Stars, but the battle was joined in game two, in my opinion. Just uh, your thoughts on this series so far, and and, and I, I don't think I've seen you uh, on Twitter or anything like that select the winner, but uh, who do you got here uh, with the series tied at one uh, winning the Stanley Cup, Reed? Well, I did select Dallas. Okay, uh, me too. We did our picks on orders <laughs> now with Bob Stoffer, and, and I, I, I picked Dallas before the season. So if, I, I don't know if I've ever nailed the cup winner before the season. Oh, nice. I'm bad at predicting stuff. <laughs> and I stuck with them before the playoffs, so I'm, I'm sticking with them in the Stanley Cup final. Obviously, Tampa Bay is good. I mean, Hedman is uh, right now the best player in the game. Vasilevsky's a great goaltender. And uh, you know you had Kucherov and, and Point, and you know maybe they're maybe they're not fully healthy, but they're still pretty dangerous, and a bunch of other guys. But the thing about Dallas is, I I like the defense a lot, and mainly when I picked them, I was thinking of Haskinen and Klingberg and Lindell. And you see that Sekra is doing great in kind of that number five role, and Alexiak is like he's I don't think he's ever played that well, right? I mean he's he's, he's scored more goals in these playoffs than I, and then I got to double check. I think he has almost as many uh, goals in these playoffs as he has in his regular season career. Like it's, it's what he's got. He's got five goals in the playoffs. He has 18 regular season goals, right? So, and that's the thing about Dallas is, is why I still think they're going to win the series. They are just getting these unlikely heroes. Uh, I mean, sure. They have Radulov and, and, and Ben, but, you know, Sagan's not really doing much offensively, but who's Yoel Kivaranta, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's the hero of game seven. Joel Henley. And I was like, oh, yeah, he played for the Canadians a few years ago. I kind of forget. Like, he, he gets a goal. 
right? So they're, they're having these unlikely guys score and they seem to be rallying around the whole Rick bonus thing and, and, you know, making it through life in the bubble and just all these little things along the way for Dallas where they've, they've made a big play. See, I even said his name wrong. It's Joel Hanley, not Joel Henley. I think I Henley, said Henley, yeah. but, <laughs> but that shows, you, shows you how much we know about some of the guys, but you know, Colorado gets some injuries. They're down to their third goalie. They, they tied that game late yeah. against Calgary where they would have been down three, one. Um, they got the puck over the glass penalty against, um, uh, Vegas that set up an overtime goal, right? Just all these little things, and some of them are their own doing. Some of them are breaks, but things just seem to be falling in place for the Dallas Stars, and I think you need a little bit of that. Obviously, you need to be a great team, but you need a couple breaks along the way to survive the tournament. Dallas seems to be getting them. I counted them out in every series, so I said, you know what? It's the final. I'm going to take them, and, and just seeing Todd Nelson on that bench, too, it's kind of it's just a nice feeling for him. You know, he's paid his dues, and it'd be nice to see him lift that cup, so definitely with you on the Dallas pick. One last one here for you, Reed. Will we see Steven Stamkos play? I know John Cooper just said this morning that uh, he's inching closer, but he said he wouldn't give an update if he will take the warm-up and not, but it, I, I just don't know. Like, if he's that close and it looks like he was buzzing around in the last warm-up, like, how close is he? Are we going to see him in the series? I, I feel like yeah, this is sort of like the McDavid watch for the yeah. times when, <laughs> when, <laughs> when he's been hurt and, and he practices and, and we all think he looks fine and then He's not going to play. Of course, that's been in a regular season situation. I, I think you you kind of touched on it, Hernan, with with a good point. If he was if he was that close, and it's the Stanley Cup final, why is he not already yeah. playing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, maximum there's five games left in the season, so you you can't really. This isn't like uh, the the regular season where you might say, well, he he could go, but let's wait till the road trip's over, for example, and get him back in or whatever. So I've, I've kind of always been thinking about it as if he won't play just because, I mean, what was it before the conference final? They just flat out ruled him out for the series. Yeah. I thought, well, if they know over the next 11, 12 days, he's not going to be able to play, then how much is that going to change when we get to the Stanley Cup final? I, I've kind of always been approaching it as if he won't play. It's, it's interesting to follow, but they're, they're pretty secretive and careful with, with that kind of stuff. That, that would be quite a – a tale for Stamkos if if this went the longest it could possible possibly go and he was in the bubble the entire time and never played yeah i mean he's going to have some tales for the book whenever he puts it out and it's crazy to think that it, up to this point, Tampa hasn't really missed them, right? They, they've been fantastic in these playoffs. Braden Point's kind of, you know, turned into a star in these playoffs. So we'll, we'll wait and see what happens today for game three. But uh, nonetheless, it's a fun series and uh, it'll be cool to uh, see someone lift the Stanley Cup here in, <laughs> in Edmonton. And then we head into the draft and free agency. Reed, this has been amazing. Always good to chat with you. I love your insight on the orders and all things NHL. Uh, once again, thank you for taking the time on this Wednesday to join me. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate Big shout out to Reed Wilkins, the host of Inside Sports and Oilers Hockey on 630. Chad, for taking the time to join me on this Wednesday morning. Remember, you can connect with him on Twitter at Reed Wilkins. So big shout out once again. That was a fun, fun conversation. Coming up this week, we're, I mean, I keep waiting for some action here. So we'll, we'll take it day by day again. I don't want to commit to something and then not uh, be able to deliver. So looks like the trades and all that are, are starting to heat up here. We'll keep tabs on that and, and go with the content as, as we... Uh, 
um, get news and all that. Hopefully, some Edmonton Oilers news soon as uh, free agency in the draft approach. Remember, you can connect with me on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at LockedOnOilers. Let me know what you think uh, of the content. Let me know if you want someone specific on the show or topics and all that, and I'll make it happen for you. So connect with me on Twitter at, at HernanTheMan and at LockedOnOilers. And more importantly, subscribe and download on all your favorite apps for all the latest episodes. And while you're there, please leave us a great review. Time to wrap up the Wednesday edition of Locked On Oilers. On behalf of producer Sergio, I'm Hernan Demand talking Los Petroleros. Let's do it again on Thursday. Have a good one. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.